0: morning, everybody. Welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. We're all gathered online today um, because of the, the latest restrictions, but welcome. And I hope that you can stay with us all the way through uh, to the end of the service today. Uh, we have a little uh, treat for you today. We have uh, Jonathan Hutchison uh, from Watoto. He's the UK director sharing uh, a very short greeting with us. And the Watoto kids are going to be leading us in worship this morning. So looking forward to that. And uh, just have a, a word which I feel God has placed in my heart for the church uh, for today. Now, um, this uh, is not going out live, it is pre recorded. And uh, so, if anything's happened between Friday afternoon and Sunday, it won't be reflected in this service. Um, but it is pre recorded. We're back to doing things the old way at the moment for today, anyway. But suffice to say, um, I just want to welcome you today, glad that you're with us, and uh, I hope that the Lord blesses you and that you experience his presence today. Let's just pray as we start. Father, we thank you for your presence in our hearts. We thank you for your, uh, Father, just for the reality of you in our lives. Lord, we know that you're there. We know that you never leave us, you never forsake us. Lord, there are difficult things that happen in life. Um, But, Father, we know that in every storm that you are there with us. Father, I think of that story of Jesus being in the boat with the disciples when the storm got up. And, Father, regardless of the circumstances, Jesus was there. And he was able to speak into their storm at that time. And, Father, you're able to speak into our storm. And so, Father, we're just leaning on you today. Father, we're just leaning uh, not on our our own understanding, but, Father, we're leaning on you and who you are and what you want to share in our lives. And so, Father, we just pray today. Father, we pray for uh, heavy hearts. We pray for grieving hearts in our church. And we pray for the Giorgio family. And, uh, Lord, we just ask that your hand would be upon each one. Lord, that you would bless, that you would hold, that you would keep, that you would comfort. And, Father, that you would strengthen. Lord, we need to just rely on you and lean into you in these difficult times uh, that the Giorgio family is experiencing. Father, we're experiencing as a church. And, Lord, we just want to lean into to you and to, to know your presence. So, Father, we just pray, be with us today as we gather. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. So, in um, a second, I'm going to just hand over to Jonathan, who's going to bring us a little greeting. Before that, I just wanted to wish, uh, to, to express, sorry, my thanks uh, to the church for your generosity in giving uh, for our Christmas Eve offering um, which was done very differently this year um, most of the offerings were done online um, but we have uh, raised £685 for Watoto just through our Christmas Eve offering which is really going to bless them it's going to help them to do the work that they do and uh, I, I just think that's, that's just such an incredible achievement so well done and thank you and I'm um, going to hand over to Jonathan right now
1: Good morning, Whitburn Pentecostal. Warm greetings from your Witoto UK family. Just a quick word to say thank you so much for your rich generosity to us at Witoto. You are making a big difference around the world. Today, you might be locked down in Whitburn and surrounding areas, but you are still having global impact. And I want to thank you for your love, your faith, and your support. We're thinking of you during these days and we're also praying for your community as well and
0: praying that comfort and grace would be with you as you begin a new year we love you we thank you for your partnership in the gospel with us and i
1: can't wait to see you sometime soon god bless you hello friends this is pastor julius from wetoto and i bring you greetings from the entire wetoto family we are living in unusual times, and I know it's been stressful everywhere, but I want to thank you for praying for us. We've been praying for you, and we know God will take us through this season. Now, We are really excited that our Watoro Children's Choir can get to be a part of your gathering online. Of course, it would have been better if we were there live, but God is still going to move through this online experience. So would you welcome the Watoro Children's Choir as they lead you through worship and through some amazing, uplifting songs. We celebrate Jesus because he loves us so much. Now the Bible says in John Chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him will not have to die, but will live forever. Would you join us as we sing this song, Amazing Grace?
0: I don't know about you, but I was really blessed listening to the Watoto Kids singing what is, for me, just an incredible song, amazing grace. And uh, just one which really speaks to my heart every time I listen to it, every time I sing it. I just think when we've been been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we have no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd just begun and that's the reality for us as Christians. We have a hope. We have an eternal hope. We have an eternal destiny. We have an eternal future. We have an eternal kingship in a new kingdom, his kingdom, the kingdom of God. When we pray that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. We're expressing that we are citizens of a different kingdom, and I'm just so thankful for uh, the Watoto Kids leading us in such a moving way today, so thank you. Just one or two, uh, just a couple of announcements that I need to make before I I come to the the sermon today, and that is to say that uh, Steve's funeral, Steve George's funeral, will take place tomorrow. Uh, That's Monday the 11th of January uh, 2021 um, at 3 p.m. in West Lothian Crematorium, and there will be a link, there is a link, I've emailed that link out for everybody so that people can join online and be part of that service of, of really celebrating Steve's life and what he meant to us. Um, so I, I hope that as many as possible can join that and continue to press on and, you know, to really express, you know, your, your uh, support for the family at this time as well. Also on Wednesday night at 7.30 we will be praying on Zoom, so I hope that you can join us. The, the email for that will go out with the links um, just shortly this week. And I hope that you can join us in prayer this week. So we're going to come in just a little second to to God's word. I have a word which I feel uh, just God has laid in my heart during the week as we were praying. um, And uh, just hopefully something that can encourage us as a church today. So let's just bow our heads in prayer for a little minute. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that it gives us life, that it speaks to us. Father, that it's like food to our souls and to our spirits. And Father, we just pray that you would nourish us today as we come around your word. Father, may we hear your voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm just going to share um, a a short message today, hopefully a short message. And it's entitled, From Why to Who? And uh, there's a, a chap called Simon Sinek. And he wrote a book on leadership entitled Starting With Why. Start with why. And I've often said uh, in the church and in leadership that we need to understand the why behind the what. We need to know why we're doing things um, in order to be able to achieve our goals and achieve the things that we're aiming to do. You see, that the why is important. It's, it's our motivation for doing what we do. And that that why is what helps us to keep the main thing the main thing. But when tough times come, and they do come, tough times come. We are in the middle of a tough time in our church at the moment. And when tough times come, it's possible for our health, our, our heads to go down, um, and, and and that whole process of of just kind of uh, sort of crashing inside can lead to to sort of all sorts of health issues, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, uh, and, and we, can, we can wrestle with that why question. When we don't have the answers, when things don't make sense, we can say things like, why is this happening? You know, why, why am I the only one that's out the boat walking in water? Have you ever felt like that? Why are the waves so big? Why am I so scared? Why is this grief so painful? And ask those questions. Sometimes we don't get the answer to those questions, and we can wrestle with the why. But what I want to suggest to today is that we need to move from why to who. We need to move from wrestling with the why question to getting into a relationship with God, the who. He is the person that we need to come to. When we're in this type of story, I think of the story of Gideon in the Old Testament, and uh, or at least the beginning of that story. We read it in Judges chapter six, verses. I'm going to just read through, walk through uh, Judges eleven um, verses. Uh, Judges, sorry, Judges six verses eleven through to sixteen, and this is what it says: The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abiezrite where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress to keep it from the Midianites. And when the angel of the Lord appeared uh, to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And the key word is you in that passage. The Lord is with you. And maybe some of us need to hear that today. The Lord is with you. Maybe you need to hear that. And it speaks to me about relationship. The Lord, who is our God, is with us, even in the difficult situation. Gideon was in a difficult situation. He was fearful for what was happening around about him, and he was even hiding in the wine press uh, uh, to, to actually uh, thresh the wheat so that he could keep it safe from these bandits who would come and raid and steal. And this is what Gideon replies to the angel: "But sir." if the Lord is with us, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our father told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. And the key word in that little section of the Scriptures that I pick out is us. It's all about us. What's happening to us? Five times it's mentioned. And listen to the language. It's about if, why, where. It's all questioning language. It's doubtful uh, language. And in Gideon's questioning, he draws a conclusion. He comes to this conclusion, now the Lord has abandoned us but it was the wrong conclusion because the Lord hadn't abandoned them. You see, it was based on the why and not who. It was based on the circumstances rather than the character and nature of a God who loves and cares despite the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Gideon's focusing on the why question rather than focusing on God who has come to give him a message and focus on that message that God has given him. This is what it says in verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, "Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you?" It's about relationship again. God speaking to Gideon and saying, "I am sending you to do this task." You brings it back again. He started with you. Gideon moved to us and God brought it back around to you. You go. You go. Am I not sending you? Relational language. Am I, God, not sending you? I am speaking to you. I am sending you. I have a task for you. And you need to stop focusing on why And start to focus on who? Start to focus on God. But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. I, my, and me. How can I? My clan is weak. I'm a nobody. And it's like he's saying, why me? He's focused on the why once again. Why me? Why do I need to go? I don't want to do this task. Go and give that to somebody else that is more worthy. Maybe some big kind of warrior hero type guy. But yet, God comes and speaks to Gideon and he addresses his why and he focuses him on who. And I want to suggest today that we as a church need to move from the why question, from the unanswered why, and I don't know about you, but I have a lot of unanswered why questions. We need to move from why to who. We need to move from the unanswered questions to the one who has every answer. He might not give us the answer, but we need to shift our focus away from why and onto God. Then the Lord answered, verse 16, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. And God uses this relational language again. I will be with you. He has to move from why to who. He needs to shift off of this. Why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles? To who? A God who is calling him to a specific time, specific place, specific purpose. And there are key ingredients that I see in this story for the Christian life, things that we can learn from this little passage. The first one is frailty, the second one is focus, and the third one is faith. Now, when I was young, and this is a picture of where I uh, used to grow up, uh, this is the house that I stayed in. That was my front door. And when we were young in that place, there was a tractor trailer that sat, it was kind of out of the way, Um, it never got used, Um, it was kind of away from the houses, away from the buildings, and it just sat there, never moved until we started playing on the tractor trailer. It was a single axle trailer. If you can imagine a trailer that's sitting at rest on the single axle, it's leaning down on the part that would hook onto the tractor uh, where the ball would go in. And so it's resting that way, and we would play on this trailer. And you can, I don't know if you can imagine this in your head, you, you maybe need to imagine it, okay? So so we're on the trailer, we're between the axle, and we're between the front of the trailer, uh, and when you're there, nothing happens. But as we moved to the other side of the axle, the trailer comes down with a big whack on the back of the trailer. And then we'd go to the other side and it comes down with a big whack on the front of the trailer. And there we would go at it for ages, just up, down, up, down, up, down. And, uh, you know, it would just crash to the ground with this bang as we flipped it back and forth on the axle. And... Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because it's a picture of what I'm talking about today. This, the the, the three things that we talked about in this passage, uh, frailty, focus, and faith. That's what this made me think about, made me think about that seesaw type action of that trailer. You see, we can focus on our frailty, which is where we tend to rest, that front end of the trailer, we could stand between the axle and that front end, and nothing would ever happen. And and it's like our frailty, thats that's our default setting, that's where we spend most of our time, in that place between Uh, between uh, frailty and and focus. And and, and our focus is on that side of our nature, the weakness that Gideon talked about there. I'm the least in my clan. You know, my clan's the weakest in all of Israel. Who who am I that you should send me? You know, that's what he's saying. And we tend to spend most of our time focusing on our frailty and our weakness on the things that we can't do. But there's something about that action or that that seesaw action of the trailer that when we move to the other side of the axle, and I want to suggest that that movement is what takes us, takes our focus from our frailty and puts it onto our faith, and that's when the movement happens. It's only when we move away from that that the trailer would flip back over, and it's when we move away from faith, it's when we come away from that place of faith that we start to rest in that place of frailty. And for most of us, faith is not our natural resting position. Just like Gideon, I'm the weakest in my clan, and our clan is the weakest in all of Israel. We need to move from that frailty through focusing, changing our focus onto a place of faith. We need to move from frailty to faith. We need to move from why to who. We need to take our eyes off the unanswered why questions, off the weakness questions that we uh, wrestle with day by day, and we need to put our focus on God who is the one who has the answer. The challenge is what are you going to focus on? What are you going to focus on? This is a challenge that comes to me personally. I'm not just talking to a church in isolation. I know that people are in their own homes today because of the situation that we face. And we've felt the sting of the situation that we face, that's for sure. I'm not talking an arbitrary kind of like random sort of way out there. These are things that I have and am wrestling with. As the leader of the church here, as a person, I'm wrestling with these questions. But am I going to focus on the why, the unanswered why, or am I going to focus on who, which is the Lord Himself? You see, why focuses on frailty? Perhaps the fragility of our human existence. But who, who focuses on? us on the author of our faith the Lord Jesus Christ himself and when we think about focus I quoted a verse during the week at the prayer meeting it's from Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 and it talks about what happens when we get our focus onto God when we start to move away from our frailty and focus on faith and focus on the author of our faith which is the Lord himself and this is what it says in verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. What an incredible passage. This is what it says in the message translation. People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole. Steady on their feet because they keep, it, keep at it and don't quit. This is what the New Living Translation says. This is how it puts it. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It's about focus. Do you hear it? It's about focus. And then in the amplified version, it puts it this way, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast. That is committed and focused on you in both inclination, where we're thinking, and inner character, how we're acting. Because he trusts And takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. You see, it's a verse that's all about focus. God focusing on us and us focusing on God. It's a verse about who rather than why. It's not about the unanswered why, it's about a person. I don't know if you've ever used binoculars, in all likelihood you have, um, I have the advantage of staying in a place with a fantastic view, there's a pair of binoculars uh, sitting on the window ledge at the moment, and when I pick up those binoculars and look out that window I can see uh, for at least 100 miles uh, into, into the distance. But the thing with binoculars, when you put a set of binoculars uh, to your face, to your eyes, what they do is they help you to focus on the thing that's in the distant distance, the thing that you can't reach at the moment. They help you to focus on that. But they do something else at the same time. They cut out everything that's in the peripheral vision. Everything that would distract our vision is cut out because we're focused on what is happening in the distance. And I want to suggest today that what we need to begin to do as a church, as individuals, as families, is to begin to focus on God. Sometimes we feel like God is so distant, we feel He's so far away, especially when we have unanswered why questions. But I want to suggest today that like taking a pair of binoculars, we need to shift our focus onto God and off of the situation that surrounds us. Does that mean that we ignore the situation? Certainly not, because we need to live in the reality of our circumstances. But what happens when we shift from the unanswered why to the who, then we begin to understand God's heart and purpose. This is how the New King James Version puts this same passage of Scripture. And I'm just going to walk through what it says. And I'm almost finished today. It says, You, who's it talking about? It's talking about God. Will keep, will keep, which means to watch or guard. Will keep who? Him in perfect peace. And I love this. As I looked into the passage, into the original Hebrew language, it says shalom, shalom. It uses the same word twice. Shalom is all about peace. It's about wholeness. It's about completion. And hence the translation, perfect peace. You will be kept in perfect peace. Who? The person whose mind and it says, mind, will, focus, desire, purpose, where everything within us is focused on God, is stayed on. It means that we're leaning on God, we're resting on God, we're focusing on God because He trusts. And it means to have confidence. It means to feel and be secure in you. So, the person who God is guarding who is giving that perfect peace, that peace of peace, is God Himself. You, God, are the object of our focus. You, God, are the object of our trust. In You, God, we are confident. And when we make God The person who, rather than why, when we make God the object of our mind, our will, our focus, our desire, our purpose, then we begin to experience the peace that guards us. Philippians chapter four talks about a peace that goes beyond all our understanding, that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How does that come? It comes by bringing our prayers, petitions, requests to God with thanksgiving. That's when we experience the peace of God. It's when we take our eyes off of the situation, off of the circumstances, and focus them on Him. And I want to suggest that as a church today, and in this week that will come, and in the weeks that will come, and in the months that will come, we. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. He needs to be our focus. And if He remains our focus, then He will keep us in perfect peace. Shalom, Shalom. A peace of peace. A peace of all pieces. And this is this is just what I, I kind of felt of all the peace you can have, this is at The best shalom shalom peace of peace perfect peace a whole peace a complete peace and the enemy wants to rob us of our peace the enemy wants to rob us of our joy the enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy but we need to fix our eyes on Jesus when we begin to focus on who rather than why when we take our eyes off of our frailty, the fragility of life, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, and when we get our eyes fixed on God. You see, who is all about relationship? Why is it about reason? It's about looking around us. It's about looking into ourselves. It's about asking all these questions, some of which we will never find the answer to this side of eternity. Who? is about a relationship with God, and you can have a relationship with God. Maybe you've never made a decision to invite God into your heart. I encourage you to do that today because He is the one that can give you a peace that goes beyond under, beyond understanding, a relationship with a God who loves and cares. And if we want to move uh, Into this peace which God has for us, I suggest and I challenge, and it's a challenge to me as well, that we need to take our eyes off of the why questions, those questions that we're looking for an answer for and we can't find, and we focus ourselves on him. The one who has complete understanding, the Bible says that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, nothing he doesn't know, Nowhere he isn't. And there's nothing that's outwith his control and power. And I get how hard this is. I understand myself how hard it is, especially when we're just landed into difficult situations and circumstances. I understand how hard the why question is. I've been in that place on many an occasion, often through bereavement, often in times of grief. And let me tell you, folks, I am speaking from bitter experience. I understand how difficult the unanswered why question is. But I can also say from experience, it's when I've taken my mind off of the why and fixed it on the God who is my Lord, my Savior, my Keeper, my uh, Almighty Father, my heavenly dad, it's when I focus on him that things begin to change. You see, the why can be accompanied by darkness and doubt. And I don't know about you, but there's an awful temptation to focus on that darkness and doubt. But even in the times of darkness and doubt, there is a God who can come into those times with us, who will keep us company. What is it that David the psalmist said? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with him. God says, I am with you. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is with you in every circumstance. Even when you're wrestling with the why question, God is right there with you. But God can bring light into the darkness. He can bring peace into the doubt. And so I close my message today and encourage us to shift our minds from why to who? Shift our thinking from the unanswered questions to a God who is able to sustain us today and in the weeks and months that will come. He is able to sustain us. Let's take our eyes off of the situation. It's like the disciples when they were in the boat and the storm was raging and Jesus is coming to meet them on the water. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, invite me to come out. And he, and, Peter stepped out the boat in the midst of the storm. He stepped out the boat. But the problem came when he took his eyes off of Jesus, when he started focusing on the circumstances. This is hard to do. I I get it. I get it. I understand how hard it is to do. But we need to make that determination when we wake up every morning to say, Lord, I don't understand why, but I'm going to trust you. I don't understand uh, the, the reasons, but I'm going to focus on you. And I just want to pray a prayer for us as we finish off today. And this is the last thing that we'll do today is say this prayer. And I want to pray for you. And it's a prayer that I've prayed myself. It's a prayer that we can pray. I'll even put the prayer on Facebook after it in the comments or I'll put it on as a post so that you can pray that prayer for yourself as well. Let's move from why to who. Let's take the focus off of the fragility of our nature, the frailty, all these things and let's refocus onto the one who can give us faith, the Lord himself. Let's just pray Father, some people are needing to shift the weight to the other side of whatever the trailer of their situation is, to come to a place of faith rather than frailty. Help them to shift their focus onto you. Father, some people today need to let go of the unanswered why, to take hold of the unfathomable who, You in all your goodness and glory. You who knows the beginning from the end. You who leads, guides, comforts, encourages, sustains, and fills us. Father, sustain us through the challenges. Help us in our grief. Help us to focus all our energy and attention on you, to lean on you, to rest on you. Father, help us to put our confidence in you. Father, help us to enter into a peace of peace. Shalom, shalom. A perfect peace. A peace that surpasses understanding. Father, in you we put our trust. Father, in you we place our hope. And Father, I just pray for this church, Lord, that you would take us From strength to strength. Lord, that you would lead us into all that you have for us, into your purposes. And Father, we confess today that we want to focus on you. We want to focus on you. We want to focus on faith. Father, we want to focus on the things which are sometimes far away, but Lord, help us to see things through the lens of faith that would draw into our gaze the things which are in the future for this church. They might seem a long way off just now. But Father, help us not to be consumed by the distractions in our peripheral vision, but Father, to focus on you, to focus on what your plan and purpose is for this church, for our families, for our lives, Father, for for our uh, little part of the church that we are involved in here. And Lord, we give ourselves to you. Help us today to move away from why and to focus on who, to focus on the Lord God himself. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I just want to say, uh, folks, as much as possible, have a great week. I know that it's going to be a challenging week. Uh, It's certainly going to be a challenging start to the week for for many of us, Um, but continue to press into God and all that he has for you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord cause you to focus on him day by day by day by day so that we begin to understand his purpose for us. Maybe we'll never get the answer to some of our why questions this side of eternity. But let's keep focusing on him in the meantime. Lord bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name. Amen.